This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never podcast. Hello and welcome to the preview show brought to you by the None Never podcast. It is the final episode of this season's preview show and Statman Dave and I are recording this episode literally half an hour after that final whistle has gone at Villa Park. I'm your host Natalie Bromley and joining me of course is the main man himself, the very own Statman Dave, Dave Roberts! Oh! Dave, how are we feeling? Uh, tense. Yeah. <laughs> Very. <Quite. laughs> uh, listeners, that was some roller coaster of a ride. Um, we are going to hand straight over to our analysis team um, to give us their immediate reaction from the ground because um, they sent us all of their thoughts on their phones as they were leaving Villa Park. So I'm going to hand over to the boys right now. Hey up, Tom here, just back uh, back in the car. Quite an emotionally draining night. And the sublime to the ridiculous. I thought the game plan was exactly what I would have expected, what, what I thought was right. Stay in the game, you know, keep it tight, let's get to half time. And then you get the bonus of the penalty, obviously, just before half time. On top of the world at that point, because obviously Everton are 2 0 down as well. And then it starts filtering through at the start of the second half. Everton is scoring goals, and, uh, and we concede that really poor leveller. So soon into the second half, that really took the wind out of ourselves. I think we really had to keep it tight at 15-20. Um, after that, yeah, your second half, I don't think we played well, to be honest. The, the, we looked disjointed. The, there was, the solidity wasn't there. The shape wasn't there. When Coutinho came on, he was just running the game. Ings could have scored. Uh, Pope made some unreal saves. Um, but then, of course, we could have had a goal ourselves. I've uh, not seen the penalty back, but it seemed like we had a shout at the time. They were looking at it for a while. Vegos, I think Ming's just as brilliantly, to be honest. I don't think you can blame Vegos too much. Uh, I'll take a point. You know, a point was a good result. I think we already took it before. We've got a chance. Uh, you know, and that's all you can ask for. Let's have it in your hands on the last day. Come on, you clarity. Oh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with that one. I... Oh, I don't know where to start. My head's in a spin, my stomach's in a spin. Oh my word, it's just taken years off my life. I, 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 don't, I don't really know what to say. 
an incredible result, a brilliant performance. And look how buzzing the players were after full time. It's massive, that, isn't it? It's massive. There's belief there. Yes, there's more than belief. It's in our hands. Sod Everton. Don't move. Don't, I, I, don't, I couldn't care less about Everton. Well, I could, obviously, but, you know, you know they're gone. It is what it is, but so it's in our hands now. It's in our hands. Brilliant battling performance and there's belief there. Let's just go and get that win on Sunday. But, gosh, I can't, I can't sit for another 90 minutes like that. I'll be dead by full-time on Sunday at this rate. After what felt like the longest week ever, I'd have snapped your hand off for a point before the game. So proud of the lads at that performance. To a man they stepped up. Pope, massive saves every single week. Tarky, Long, Collins, monumental. Cork, Brownhill, McNeil grafted against a lot of quality in that Villa midfield. Robertson Taylor got up and down all night. So solid. Corner, Barnes combined for the massive goal. Fans were brilliant and so loud throughout. Sadly talking about the officials again. Uh, the foul throw for that goal, ridiculous. Penalty just shows the hypocrisy of VAR and a soft as hell red card for Lawton and just general poor decisions throughout. Uh, we could have won it at the end with Vegost, but we as a club can go into Sunday really confident. Let's raise the roof for the boys. Up those clarets. <laughs> oh, Dave. I can't even cope with this level of emotion. It's too much. Um, we have got so much to talk about and I just don't know if we're going to be able to get this out before um, the weekend's game but I will speak to the lads and see if, if we can get any thoughts out there but um, right now listeners I'm angry um, I'm angry I'm angry at incompetent refereeing decisions I'm angry at decisions that always seem to go against us um, but I'm also very very proud of, of that point Dave we said that we needed to just match Lee's results between now and the end of the season and we uh, job one done in our hands if we win on Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry, we stay in the Premier League for another season and irritate the Football League for, for sorry, the Premier League for one more season. Um, I think I think that's good. I think it was a good result. Uh, yeah, in in the end, having a, a point. Um, I mean, it could have gone either way. Um, getting a point just edges us above Leeds with a goal difference, so it's kind of back in our hands again. Everton, well, <laughs> Everton are, are out of the mix now. They they came from behind, a very good result uh, for them. Don't um, get me started on that either, Dave. Do not get me started on that. I'll be I'll be ranting all night. But yes, it's um, yes. It, it's in our hands. That's the uh, the main thing for Sunday. Yeah, exactly. And that's what you wanted to do as well. Now, I don't think either of us have got a, an easy game. I think obviously we've got um, Newcastle at home, which we'll come on to preview in a minute. But Leeds have got to go to Brentford away, um, who we just saw completely turn over Everton. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a difficult game of the season. But before we get on to that, listeners, um, we have, of course, a quiz question that we need to give you an answer to. Now, the last preview show, we asked you the following question. Burnley were defeated at Spurs following the award of a very controversial penalty, which Harry Kane converted. Ooh, penalties too soon, Dave. Um, this was just the third time since Burnley's promotion to the Premier League in 2009 that we had lost an away league game 1-0 with the opponent scoring the only goal with a penalty. But can you name the opposition penalty scorers in the other two games? This was... A stinker of a question, Dave. So why don't you let us know what the answers were and whether we got any correct submissions, please? 
Uh, yeah, the answers were the two players we were looking for were Patrick Bamford. That was for Leeds United at Ellen Road in December 2020. And the other one was a little bit further back. That was Mark Noble. That was for West Ham United uh, back in May 2015. So I think that was um, that definitely while they were still at Upton Park, wasn't it? Berlin Grand, yes. I think that was uh, before their move. It was. Did we get any correct answers then? Who of our lovely listeners got this one right? Uh, Andrew Blythe got one. He got um, Patrick Bamford, but didn't get the other one. Uh, and nobody got both. So, uh, yeah, we stumped our listeners again. I got it right. I got it you right. got it. You cheated. Yeah, you got it right. <gasps> I did not cheat, did Robert. <laughs> I used the tools that were available to me. You put the answers on my script. I'm, I'm going to I've changed well, it now. I've changed yeah, you it. You have. I noticed, actually. I had a look, <laughs> I had a look at it. I hovered over it. I was like... Why is the answer not coming up? But no, anyway. Um, listeners, we did mislead you in our last episode, and I, I apologise profusely for that. Um, I did say that that was going to be the last quiz question of this season, but of course I did forget that we are going to have to have one more preview show because we're going to have to crown our FPL champion. So, because we love you and because we spoil you rotten, we're going to give you another quiz question. One more chance, and it will be the final chance this season to get a gold star from Statman Dave. So all you need to do, is stay tuned and hang around till the end of the show. Premier League head to head. Okay, Dave, it's the big one. It's the vomit-inducing end-of-season finale that none of us wanted. It is, of course, Newcastle at home, Sunday the 22nd of May, 4pm kickoff, not broadcast live in the UK, and Burnley go into this game out of the relegation zone Level on points, but a head-on goal difference of Leeds United. Oof, doesn't come much bigger than this. But let's get into this. Dave, why don't you kick us off with the history of this fixture, please, starting with Premier League meetings. Uh, yes, uh, Newcastle United have visited Turf Moor in five of our previous seven Premier League seasons. Uh, they were relegated uh, down to the Championship in 2009. Uh, so we didn't face them in uh, 2009-10 season. And they were relegated again in 2016 as we returned to the Premier League. We did play them in a 2013, uh, sorry, 2014-2015 season and in each of the last four seasons before this one. Uh, the previous results at Turf Moor are evenly balanced with two wins for the Clarets, two wins for the Magpies and one draw. Uh, in December 2014, the first top flight meeting between the two teams since April 1976 ended in a 1-1 draw at Turf Moor. Uh, George Boyd's first half opener was cancelled out shortly after half-time by Papi Cissé. Uh, Burnley marked the fifth anniversary of Sean Dyche's appointment as Burnley manager with a 1-0 home win over Newcastle United on the 30th of October 2017. Unusually, Burnley kicked towards the cricket field stand in the second half, and it was at that end that Jeff Hendrick scored the only goal of the game in the 74th minute. Uh, he's returned to Newcastle United now after spending the second half of the season on loan at QPR, but I think I'm right in saying that he isn't listed as an eligible squad player, which means he can't be involved this weekend. Uh, the Magpies turned the tables in November 2018 with a 2-1 win. But the following season, Burnley got back to winning ways with another 1-0 win. And it was current Newcastle United striker Chris Wood who scored with a header to seal that victory for the Clarets in December 2019. 
Uh, that just leaves last season and a disappointing defeat in a behind-closed-doors game. Uh, Matty Vidra gave Burnley a first-half lead, but two goals in a six-minute spell in the second half from Jacob Murphy and Alan St. Maximan earned all three points for the visitors in another 2-1 win. Uh, this uh, match this weekend takes on extra meaning with former Burnley manager Eddie Howe in the visitors' dugout and Chris Wood, who left Turf Moor in January, and Kieran Trippier, both likely to be involved. Uh, Burnley will most definitely have a point to prove on Sunday afternoon. Indeed. Memory match! Uh, well, why don't you then let everybody know what game you've chosen to be our memory match this time, please? Uh, well, as it's the last match and the last preview show of this season, I'm going to break with tradition for our memory match section. Uh, rather than selecting a pass match against Newcastle United, I'm going to revisit a memorable end-of-season match instead. Uh, the Orient game from May 1987 is well-remembered, with good reason, as Burnley pulled off the great escape on the last day of the season with a magnificent 2-1 victory, combined with other results also going our way. But that match has already been covered in fine detail so many times before. So instead, I'm going to take us back to May 1998 and another memorable relegation escape at Turf Moor, this time against Plymouth Argyle. Uh, Burnley ended seven years in the basement division after winning the fourth division title in 1992, and that meant a promotion to the third tier. We gained yet another promotion under Jimmy Mullen via the playoffs two years later, but suffered a relegation back to the third tier after just one season. However, the closest Burnley have come to a second stint in the fourth tier was in the last match of the 1997-98 season. Chris Waddle had been appointed as manager at the very start of the campaign, and after a very poor start, Burnley did improve enough after the new year to give themselves a fighting chance, helped by a strike partnership between Andy Cook and Andy Payton. The last match of the season was at Turf Moor, and as we've mentioned already, Plymouth Argyle were the visitors. Every scenario was possible. Both teams could stay up, both could be relegated, even with a win, and it also depended on how Brentford fared at Bristol Rovers. In the end, Burnley won the game 2-1 with a team that consisted of 11 English players who all played the full 90 minutes, as no substitutions were made. All of the goals were headers and all were scored in the first half. Andy Cook gave Burnley the lead after 12 minutes, heading the ball in from Glenn Little's cross, but Mark Saunders headed in an equaliser for the visitors after 25 minutes. Four minutes before half-time, Damian Matthews' cross found Andy Cook, who headed in what proved to be the winner although there was another 45 minutes plus to endure before we heard the final whistle. Uh, the good news from elsewhere was that Brentford lost their game, and that meant that Burnley stayed up and Brentford and Plymouth were both relegated. Mm. Oh, God. This is all very, very, very scary. On this day! Um, next up, then, is on this day section, please. Do we have any matches to look back at at this time, Dave? Uh, well, the pool of games we have to choose from is shrinking fast, but we have uh, four friendlies and one playoff game to remind you of when we look back at past Burnley matches played on the 22nd of May. Uh, way back in 1886, uh, Burnley travelled a short distance to play another local side, Padium FC, in the presence of a miserably small company of spectators. That was according to the match report in the Burnley Express. Burnley were strong favourites to win, but trailed 4-0 at half-time, with some questionable goalkeeping from Jack Abrahams. Uh, Burnley improved in the second half, 
but ultimately came up short, the match ending 4-3 to the hosts. In 1927, Burnley went on a European tour, a post-season tour of Germany, in fact. And on 22nd of May, we took on Gutz Mutz Dresden. Uh, this was the fourth match of the tour, and Burnley won it 3-1, despite a missed penalty from Andy McCluggage in the second half. Uh, the next time we played on 22nd of May was in Spain. That was in 1949. Uh, we lost that match against Deportivo La Coruña by a 3-2 scoreline. Uh, Reg Atwell with a penalty and Billy Morris were the Burnley goal scorers. Eight years later, in 1957, we were in France and played out a 1-1 draw against Sochaux, although the identity of the Burnley goal scorer in this match doesn't seem to be mentioned in newspaper reports at the time. Uh, then there were, well, sorry, those were the four friendlies, which just leaves one more match. That was a vital fourth division playoff semi final second leg at Turf Moor against Torquay United in 1991. Uh, we were looking to overturn a 2 0 deficit from the first leg, uh, but Burnley didn't find the net until right at the very end when a 90th minute own goal from Stuart Evans gave us a 1 0 win on the night. But it meant they would be spending a seventh season in Division 4. But what a season it was! Oh God, indeed it was. Scouting Report! Well, that's the end of our history section, listeners. So, Dave, why don't you bring us slap bang up to the present, please, starting with our Scouting Report. Uh, yeah, since we played the reverse fixture at St James's Park in December, a match with the, which the Magpies narrowly won 1-0, Newcastle United have been able to flex their newly found financial force in the winter transfer window. Following last October's takeover deal, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund, which now owns 80% of the club, can provide them with riches to rival the biggest clubs in the Premier League. Uh, let's face facts here. We know that this league is not a level playing field. And the £168 million that have already been injected into the club by the new owners included a January transfer window kitty of almost £100 million. And that's been a major factor in the turnaround of the Magpies' fortunes in the second half of the season. Conversely, Burnley returned a net profit in January after spending only about half of the £25 million that Newcastle spent on Chris Wood by signing his replacement, Vout Veghorse, for only about half of that amount. Of course, money's no guarantee of success, and although it certainly does help, uh, Eddie Howe has been able to achieve survival comfortably from a position which looked quite precarious prior to Christmas. As well as the capture of Chris Wood in January, they brought in another former Burnley player, Kieran Trippier, uh, from Atletico Madrid, as well as uh, Bruno Guimarães, Dan Byrne, as well as Matt Target on loan. Uh, Eddie Howe began with a 4-4-2 formation in the early stages of his time as Newcastle United manager, including in the reverse fixture, but that's now developed to a 4-3-3, shaped by the additional options they've been able to acquire in the transfer market. Uh, for their most recent match, a 2-0 home win over Arsenal on Monday, they had uh, Martin Dubravka in goal, uh, a back four of Dan Byrne and Fabian Shaw in the centre, with Matt Target and Emil Kraft as full-backs. Uh, Bruno Guimarães was a defensive in a defensive midfield role, with Joe Linton and Sean Longstaff in more advanced midfield positions. Uh, up front, Callum Wilson led the line, flanked by Alan Saint-Maximan and Miguel Almiron. Uh, Kieran Trippier, who hasn't played since suffering a broken metatarsal in February, was an unused sub, and Chris Wood was left out of the matchday squad with a hip injury, although he is expected to be available for Sunday. Uh, Callum Wilson is Newcastle's top scorer in Premier League games so far this season with six, 
although a couple of other players, Alan St-Maximan and Bruno Guimarez, have scored five each. Uh, like Burnley, only one player has broken through the 100 points barrier in this season's Fantasy Premier League, and that's Alan St-Maximan, who's racked up 111 points. Uh, lone player Matt Target is in second with 98 points, although a significant proportion of those were with Aston Villa in the first half of the season. Uh, goalkeeper Martin Dubravka is in third with 93 points. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Fabian Shaw will miss out on Sunday due to concussion protocols after being knocked out in the game against Arsenal, and he joins the likes of Isaac Hayden, John Joe Shelby, Joe Willock, uh, Javier Manquillo and Jamal Lewis, none of whom will be available this weekend. OK, well, we don't like to just give you outside of the story. Listeners, you know we like to give you a bit of balance on the preview show. So giving his input for our Opposition View is Loaded HQ. Opposition View. Pete Davey here I'm from Loaded Mag NUFC. Um, giving a little bit of a preview um, for what's going to be a fantastic, um, very, very important day um, on Sunday when Burnley... Uh, play against Newcastle United at Turf Moor. Um, lots and lots of moving parts to this game. Uh, firstly, from a Newcastle perspective, a lot of people think that actually we're in a position where at, uh, we're on the beach right now and that everything's going to be kind of, you know, at played at 50%. Not Newcastle United and certainly not Eddie Howe with the way he's got our boys playing at the moment. Um, as you would have been able to see, uh, in our last home game against Arsenal, um, again, with, with supposedly nothing to play, we came out and, and absolutely tore them to shreds. And it was a fantastic win to observe as a Newcastle United fan. So I do think there'll be an element of we want to go out and really kind of finish the season with a bang. We're going to want to let certain people in the media know that you know we're not playing around for next season and hopefully that we can continue in the same vein going into next season as well. So I think from, from our point of view, um, there's still lots and lots to play for. We can even finish in the top 10, you know, uh, and that's an incentive in itself. The fact that we were bottom in, in December, you know, a record um, number of games without wins, 14, and being able to turn that round and be able to finish in the top 10 uh, would only kind of catapult uh, Eddie Howe into potential manager of the year position I know he's been obviously nominated but it would only strengthen uh, his argument from that perspective thinking about Burnley I did watch the game last night and uh, you know I have to say lots of Newcastle fans were cheering on Burnley at Villa Park and hoping for them to get the win and lots cheered as if Newcastle had scored when um, uh, Ashley Barnes put that ball into the net and you know I think you were unlucky I thought he played well against Villa um, and he showed some real fight and grit and determination to, to stay in the league. And Mike Jackson's really got, got you boys playing well and you've had some, some good results over recent weeks. So, look, this is not a game where we think it's going to be an easy win. Uh, far from it. Uh, Turf Moor was never, or never a place uh, to go that, that, that's in, that gives you an easy game. It's always going to be a battle. It's always going to be, you know, tough. Um, and that's seen no different going into the game at the weekend. A um, couple of things, obviously Callum Wilson back to fitness, um, Kieran Trippier 
had more another week's training under his belt. Getting our better players back will only be a good thing for us. Um, a, a talking point for both clubs, um, Chris Wood uh, looks like he's going to be given the, the green light to play after a slight hip injury. Um, so, you know, how will, he, how will the crowd react to him? Um, you know, he's had a good service for you guys. Hopefully it's a respectable one. Um, you know, he decided to leave mid-season, fair enough. But we um, invoked that that clause. We, we put the money down for it. And, you know, it's an opportunity that maybe he wouldn't have got, um, you know, had he stayed um, at the club. Uh, so, you know, I, I think a little bit of respect would be miss and I'm sure Burnley fans will, will do that um, but it all could change quite quickly if he ends up scoring a goal that could potentially send you guys down um, it's going to be an interesting one in terms of monitoring the game as well because um, obviously Leeds are playing that same day away at, at Brentford but um, lots and lots of excitement at this game I do think it could potentially be uh, a game in which finishes a draw uh, maybe one, one, two, two. I think both teams will go at it, um, but I think that point equally keep you guys in the league because I don't see Leeds beating Brentford. So um, hopefully smiles all round at the end of the game. We take a point, we keep moving on. You guys get the point that keeps you in the league. Everybody's happy, and then we go again next season. But look. Um, lots to talk about. I'm sure there'll be a few moving parts between now and um, Sunday evening. Uh, and I'm sure it'll be um, a fantastic game all round. But yeah, that's it from me. Uh, Pete Davey loaded um, Mag NUFC. Um, I'll speak to you guys soon. Take care. Now, this might be a little bit soon to be asking this question, Dave. But do we have any referee news, please? Uh, for once, we don't. Yeah, normally when we record the uh, preview show, the um, uh, Premier League and the PGMOL announce who's going to be the referee for the matches ahead. And I think with it being the last match of the season and the midweek games continuing, they're actually waiting. So we suspect they're going to make the announcement on Friday afternoon. So by the time this uh, podcast is published, uh, we may well know. But at the time of recording, uh, we don't. Um, I would like to say that it shouldn't make too much difference who takes charge of this match. But we've seen time and time again over recent seasons, uh, again during the current campaign and again tonight, uh, that there are massive differences between the competency and ability of officials, even at the very top of the sport. Uh, this hasn't been helped by some baffling rule changes and the in inconsistency of decision-making, even with the benefit of video replays. Uh, unlike last Sunday's game and the pivotal refereeing decision uh, which consigned Burnley to a defeat, we can only hope that, that it's the actions of the players on the pitch that are deciding factor on Sunday. Uh, that's the very least we should expect as football supporters. Yeah, definitely. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. OK, well, let's not leave it there then, listeners. Um, we're going to ask Dave for... The final time this season, please, to dive deep into those pockets of his and give you his miscellaneous stat of the week. I've got a good one this week, I think. Um, we don't yet know which players will be selected by Mike Jackson for Sunday's game. Uh, but after making his 198th Premier League appearance against Spurs last Sunday and taking his total to 199 against Aston Villa, uh, Ashley Barnes could make a landmark 200th Premier League appearance for Burnley on Sunday if he's selected to play. Uh, 
Uh, that will be Burnley's 304th Premier League game to date, and only one Burnley player has taken part in more of those matches than Ashley Barnes, and that's club captain Ben Mee, who has 217 Premier League appearances to his name. Of course, it wouldn't be right to quote Premier League stats without giving due consideration to all-time top-flight appearances. In that regard, Jimmy McElroy is out in front. All of his 439 league games for Burnley were in the old first division between 1950 and 1962, meaning that he leads the way with a club record that may never be beaten. Mm, definitely. Um, how are you feeling then, Dave? I mean, we, we desperately didn't want this to go to the last game of the season because I know I'm quite superstitious when it comes to, to football calm and I definitely didn't want to be facing an Eddie Howe Newcastle side with Chris Wood in attack and Kieran Trippier whacking balls in to... Uh, actually, trips I don't mind, but certainly we've got beef with Eddie Howe and we've got beef with Chris Wood. Um, but then that said, after the Brentford game, we would have very much taken still being in it and actually being in our hands by the end of the season. Um, yeah, it's been been a season of ups and downs and we've had sort of a, a little bit of an up. We had a really, really good spell. We had uh, a win, we were getting wins where we weren't getting wins and then it's kind of tailed off a little bit and other teams have started to get results as well. It always happens towards the end of the season. It's never straightforward. There's always twists and turns before the end, and we know there's going to be more on um, on Sunday. But, yeah, to be in a position where we've got... Um, it's, it's in our hands, effectively. We know that we've got a... We're level on points with Leeds with a better goal difference. Uh, that goal difference is to our advantage because if we uh, if we win, we know we're safe. Uh, we know that if we match Leeds' results, then we're also safe. So if we, both teams draw, we're OK. And if both teams lose, we're OK. Obviously, we don't want to be getting towards the end of the game, losing it, and uh, and Leeds are losing, and then they get another late equaliser or a late winner. We don't want that to be the case. So we certainly want to be going out there uh, and pushing for that victory on Sunday. But it's going to be... It's going to be tense in the lead up to it, and it's going to be a tense ninety plus minutes, and it's just going to be oh, it's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be horrible. Oh, Dave, I can't cope. Um, I I have a special request actually. I have uh, I have a listener question submitted to you live on the recording of the preview show. Mister Bromley, the very famous Mister B, has submitted the following question. He wants you put me on the spot here. Yeah, has put you on the spot. Um. This was the price you paid for watching the football at Bromley HQ last week. Um, this is your tax. If it's the 80th minute of the game on Sunday, <laughs> Leeds go 1-0 up, is it a must-win game? <laughs> well, technically at that point, yes. Yes! Yeah. Listeners, we did it! It's taken us till the penultimate preview show of the season, but we have finally got Dave to admit to a must-win scenario. Um, right, OK, I've got a few questions then. Predictions going ahead of this. Is Chris Wood going to score a goal? No. Excellent. No. Is Eddie Howe going to give us an easy ride? No. Ugh. Is Kieran Trippier going to score five own goals to keep us up? No. You're very pragmatic, Dave. In that case, then, I better give you some sensible questions. What is the score going to be, please? And who is going to score? Take it away, David. Um, I'm refusing to predict this week. What? Hang on I'm refusing to predict the score. What? 
Listeners, I'm speechless. What what will be will be. We'll go out there and we'll do what we need to do, but I'm not predicting a score. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> listeners, I don't really, I don't really know how to address that. I've got mutiny in the ranks, Dave. That you've got a job to do. Come on, give me. A, are you serious? Are you not going to give me? A I'm respect? serious. Yeah, yeah. Okay, listeners, these are unprecedented times at Non and Ever HQ. The preview show studio is stunning to silence. We don't really know what to do here. Um, well, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to leave our listeners hanging like that. I'm going to give a score prediction. I'm going to say it's going to be 2-0 to the Clarets. I'm going to say that Vout is going to finally score at Turf Moor and Connor Roberts is going to score as well. Um, so, listeners, do not be Dave. Get in touch, please, and give us your score predictions for the game on Sunday. We want the score any scorers for Burnley, how they scored it, but more importantly, do get in touch and tell us whether you think the mighty Clarets will survive this season. We will be very, very happy to hear from you. You can tweet us at None and Ever. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at net. Okay, moving on to the second half of our show and that is our non-update on the FPL. Um yes. It's going to be a very short second half of the show, isn't it? It's going to be a very short second half of the show, listeners, because we don't have anything to tell you about. Um, we did mention this last time. We are in the middle of a game week, so we're actually not able to give you any updated Fantasy Premier League tables this episode. You are just going to have to wait, listeners. The suspense is killing me. I'm dying to know who we're going to be crowning FPL champion this year. Uh, we are planning to record a postseason special. We're going to reveal the um, known and ever FPL league the Cup winners and May's Manager of the Month. So hopefully we'll be able to speak with some, if not all, of the successful managers. We're also going to get try and get Sean Donahue, I'm so, so sorry, Sean, I always forget how to pronounce your last name, on the show as well, to hand over the title, assuming that he hasn't won. Um, so that's that's all we can give you, I'm afraid, this week. That's, that, that's a very slightly disappointing FPL update, Dave. Am I in with a chance of winning yet? I got 82 points last week. Um, there's more chance of Leeds winning the, the Premier League title, Natalie. Yeah, oh, that's a disappointing. I got 60-odd points this week. Listeners, something has clicked with me with FPL. I said this last week, but I think I kind of know what I'm doing a bit now. So do you know what? Watch yourselves next season because I'm coming for that title. Statman Dave's quiz question. Let's then leave... Let's actually give our listeners what we promised last week, Dave. It is the very final quiz question of the FPL, uh, sorry, the preview show season. What nugget have you decided to leave our listeners with, please? Right. This week's quiz question is as follows. Uh, Prior to this season, Burnley have only won four Premier League matches in the month of May. But can you name all of the four teams that we beat? Excellent question. How do our listeners submit their answers, please? They can get in touch with us via Twitter. So you can tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter. That's at never. You can email previewshow at net, or you can reply to the post for this preview show on either the No Nay Never Facebook page or on YouTube. Excellent. Well... I think that is all we have time for. We don't have any community news at the moment. We literally have just got a very short update for you ahead of that very vital game on Sunday. So we're going to finish the penultimate preview show with a call to action 
flood Turf Moor, everybody who's going, listen on your radios, send good vibes, pull out all the lucky pants, all the lucky socks. Do not change your match day routine, but more importantly, get behind the boys at Turf Moor on Sunday. They're going to need you more than ever. The shift that they've put in, particularly in the last 10 games of the season since Jackson took over, um, has given us some pride again that we'd lost our way a little bit this season and we were calling for a change and a change is what we've got. And whatever happens on Sunday, these boys have given us everything in the last 10 games of the season and they have fought tooth and nail to try and return our season. You've got players like Tarky who are probably not going to be with us next season who are still giving everything to the cause. They deserve our support, um, so give them everything. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has um, contributed to getting the preview show out there tonight to Loaded HQ, which is a Newcastle fan channel, for providing us with an opposition view. Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements. Producer Matt for turning this around so quickly and getting it out there. Um, obviously, to start man, Dave, this is going to be the last actual stats show of the season. So, Dave, uh, just a very, very special thanks from me, the Non and Ever team, and all of our listeners. Um, we literally do not have a show without you, Dave. You are the heart and soul of the preview show, and you do this for the love of the game and the love of Burnley. And my God, you've just been phenomenal. So, thank you so much, Dave, for giving us a, just a season of joy um, with all of your stats. We really, really do appreciate it. Um, last but not by no means least, you, the listener, for downloading this episode and listening. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, eek, this is it, listeners. See you on the other side. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Northern Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.